Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and today here we are on this lovely July day. Oh my God, it's nice out! Holy shit! Um, <clears throat> so yeah, welcome to the show today, guys. Uh, I think I got to start doing some more outdoor recordings. I think that would be great because holy lord, it is nice out. Um, <clears throat> like it's about like twenty. 25 here today and that is exactly how i need it because it's not too hot it's not cold it's just nice you know so between 25 and 20 20 25 is my is is how i like it so <clears throat> so yeah and uh guess what i'm covid free i'm covid free finally last episode i did i it, it was the first covid cast and now hopefully it's the last covid cast the first and last COVID cast because I'm free now. I'm negative and I'm back to, to seeing people and everything. Um, with how restrictions are, I guess I could have seen some people, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to take take the risk or anything. Uh, so <clears throat> anyway, here we are. We're back. I'm back. I'm alive. I survived the 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 Rona, and I'm here doing the show still from my room without any physical contact just my virtual contacts uh, so uh today's guest is going to be uh, a friend of mine from uh, the miramichi valley high school drama club i used to do some acting with him and uh he's also an aspiring writer almost like myself and that is uh john kingston a uh, really good friend of mine um excited to have him on real real funny guy uh and uh today we're going to be discussing a little bit about his writing endeavors his acting endeavors uh what he's got planned for his book uh and uh then we'll be giving our thoughts on uh bob odenkirk's heart attack that was on the set of better call saul around this time last year and uh recent interview that co-creator peter gould did where um he said, had Bob Odenkirk's heart attack been worse, he would have scrapped the final season. We just discussed what would have happened if they scrapped it, because it's kind of a touchy subject. Like, ooh, like your lead actor has a heart attack. It's really, that's that's definitely not something you want to, you, that's definitely not, not a discussion you want to be having. What do you do now that your actor has a heart attack and is incapacitated? Uh, but luckily he's pulled through, so... We just discuss a lot of what ifs, and then we're going to be talking about. Uh, I know we, we it's like beating a dead horse. We're talking about Ezra Miller all the time, uh, but now uh, Warner Bros has officially announced that they are going to be just pushing through the Flash release, which I think is a smart decision. Uh, uh, amidst this whole Ezra Miller, you know, uh, drama that's been going on, I know. Uh, it, who knows it might be kind of a risk to release the movie given what's going on but i mean it's a lot of money that's on the table so anyway we'll give our thoughts on this during the show and uh yep so without further ado guys enjoy the show Welcome back to the Corkin Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corkin, and today I am joined by uh, a very good friend of mine. Uh, we uh, worked together before during our uh, tenure during the Miramichi Valley High School Drama Club, and that is a Mr. John Kingston. John, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. There, good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I can tell. Yeah, no, we're 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 trying to get John on for a while, but between our schedules and his schedule, it's, he's a busy guy working and uh, also writing this book of yours. Like that's that's taking up a lot of your time. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we'll just run a, a brief rundown of some of our history together. John, we we've been acting together for a while there now. Um, yep. Yeah. Ex- so that's been how long ago now, geez? I'm trying to think. It's been years now. <laughs> Well, the first play that we did together was Pollyanna, which is going to be seven years. Is it seven years? No, it's not. Is it? Holy shit. Well, it will be in the fall. That's wild, though, isn't it? Like, (laughs) yeah, almost 10 years. I still I still I still remember you as a little grade nine kid, you know, coming now. Here you are now. You're the boss at Dixie Lee, are you? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zane's watching this like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, Zane? I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, Zane, I said so. <laughs> oh, shoot. So um, now, uh, so you graduated what year, John? It was 20... 20- I graduated in 2019, so right before COVID happened. Right before COVID. Okay, so yeah, you missed the whole the whole uh, fiasco having to go through high school with all that. Because I mean, here, yeah. hearing hearing all the bullshit that the kids were going through with that, you're probably oh, yeah. lucky that you got out in time when you did. You know. <laughs> yeah, on top of that, like we did that New York trip. Yes, that's right. I almost forgot that you were there with us too. That's right. There were so many kids on that trip. I I forget sometimes. Yeah. We talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, 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 the uh, trip in 2019. Some of the drama crew took for some of you viewers who who uh, have listened to previous episodes. We we went on a trip, watched some Broadway, uh, and uh, saw saw the sights of New York. Being in New York, just what was that like too? Like, just tell me a little bit about that whole experience because. Uh, um, was that one of your first big trips out of the out of the the country or uh yeah that was like the first big trip the it was the first time i left uh, canada since 2009 so oh well there so yeah this is one that you can actually remember because back then it's kind of a blur <laughs> like you like you would have been what how old then i think i was like nine ten something i think like that. i would have been like six or seven yeah geez i i, I don't remember it My, well i mean i remember like bits and pieces but i mean like i i don't have a i don't have a day by day this is what happened on this day in 2006 2007 2009 you know um so uh 2009 where did you travel in 2009 we went to minnesota it was kind of my idea i was like mom mom i want to go to an aquarium and see sharks <laughs> and how'd that go did you see lots of sharks? <laughs> freezing up. <laughs> oh, freezing up. Oh, sorry there. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, how was that? Oh, uh, I saw was... lots of sharks. Yeah, I saw a good amount of sharks. Oh, well, there you and go. We... And then we stayed in a hotel, and that's about all I can remember. No, there you go. As you said, like those memories are, are just kind of a blur as you as you uh as you get older um so um so oh yeah of course john you know uh drama club alumni and uh graduated 2019 went to new so you've seen the sites uh and so now you're 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 uh, kind of uh expanding your your uh resume and you're you're a creative resume and you're writing a book now what's what's this whole yeah. thing like the like am I, is this stephen king i'm talking to who am i talking to jk um, rowling you're talking to John Kingston goods. Oh, <laughs> oh there. Okay. Th- that is the truth. I am talking to John Kingston. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I'm trying to be different from other authors. Like, you have my own voice. If that makes any sense, like, I have inspiration from all kinds of different authors, and then I put some of me in it. Okay. Yeah, because... One of the biggest tips I was given uh, when writing a book is that uh, you have to put yourself into it. If that makes any sense, like, you know, put your own experiences. Okay. So what's the book? about? Is it like, uh, is it science fiction? Is it like, you know, uh, 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 adventure? Is it what's what exactly? Can you divulge any details of it or is it? uh... Well, it's about a guy that works at a restaurant. Oh, something tells me that 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 hits real close to home. Is that is that like a sci-fi? <laughs> yes, Frankie. It's a science fiction novel about a guy that works at a restaurant. I mean, that's all I know about it. You just said it's a guy who works at a restaurant. <laughs> who knows? It could be an alien restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, it could be anything. <laughs> it could be a fantasy restaurant. Who knows? It could be. So, is that all that you can give about about that whole? you know, the whole project? Is there anything else that you can actually say? Or is it like one of those uh, uh, projects where the creators remain very, very hush-hush on the whole thing? Like they're like, we can't say too much because it'll spoil it, you know? Like, is that kind of what you're like with this book? You're like, this is what it's about, but that's all I can say. Well, I could give like a few details, like not the inspiration though. (laughs) Oh, the inspiration. I'm kind of, I think I have a feeling what the inspiration is. If it's a guy who works yeah. at a restaurant and you're a guy who works at a restaurant, mm, I can put two, put two and two together there. <laughs> yeah. The idea came from uh, 
okay, what should my first book be about? And it's like, it just clicked. on that before it froze oh, again oh yeah it froze again yeah there it goes yeah. sorry buddy yep so yeah i was wondering what i should what my first novel should be about and i was like uh oh i got it a guy that works at a restaurant i don't think anyone's done that before no <laughs> i'm not sure if that has been done before like i can't think if there was any like novels or, or, um, or stories about, I'm sure there has been like, Jesus, there's been how many, how many stories have been made over the last, you know, three decades, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or centuries, you know, like, yeah, it's there probably crazy. is one like that. Oh yeah. There probably is one like that. Yours is going to be very different though. Like very different. It's very unique kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I'm going to try and be as different as possible. I mean, how, how do you approach, um, uh, uh, the whole, your whole process? So you're, so how do you start? Okay. Could be, uh, uh, because I mean, like, you know, of course, like, I mean, like, uh, I've written a couple one acts and, uh, I've written a couple full length shows that I haven't staged or anything yet. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. How, what, oh, what's yeah. your, what's your process? Like me and Cindy rule, were actually kind of talking about this, uh, on last week's episode, she's written a couple plays in her past. How do you, I mean, like, you know, really books and plays are kind of like the same thing in a way, in a way, because I yeah. mean, like, you know, narrative based, you know, story driven. Uh, how do you approach it? Like, so, so what's your thing? Like brainstorm? Do you, do you, do you use a bulletin board? How do you, like, how do you start it? And how do you, how do you work your way up? Well, I don't know. I, I kind of think of the idea. It's like, okay, that sounds interesting. Then, you know, I kind of let it marinate my head for a bit. I'll write down some notes. I also like to draw the characters. Oh, okay. So I have an idea what they look like. Are you real interested? So is it going to be like a graphic novel or is it going to be like a novel novel? It's just going to be a novel novel. Novel novel. Yeah. Have you thought about doing a graphic novel? I mean, like those, those, those are uh, really popular. I remember like you've written a couple like little, little, um, little. Oh uh, yeah. John yeah. City across Canada. Yeah. So I remember that one you, you, you showed us in high school. <laughs> well, the thing about uh, writing a graphic novel is that I have to draw a lot and, you mm -hmm. know, like, I don't know if I can do it all the time. Like just constantly drawing eight hours a day oh yeah like it, it gets a lot it gets to be a lot and i mean not only that i mean you you also gotta uh uh the whole thing with the you know structuring the play and writing the dialogue is it's like sometimes you're like that takes so much time and then by the end of it you're like oh shit i gotta draw all the characters i gotta draw everything you know what i mean so you kind of just forget you know uh so sometimes it's just easier to just do a bunch of just lines on a page you know in a way uh i mean um so have you thought of doing any other novels like is this is this going to be uh like a, or is this the kind of thing like yeah. oh you know like it's kind of like having kids like a just any other novels yeah like any others like uh plan for the future i mean i, I mean it's kind of like asking when you're going to have another kid after you just had <laughs> one or even before you just had one some people are asking oh i'm pregnant with my with my i'm six months pregnant and i'm gonna have two more after this it's like well just hold on the baby's not even here yet is that kind of how you deal with the process just one one at a time well i've been thinking uh i have been thinking about writing another book series like it's about pirates Okay, like a like 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 a novel novel for that one, or it's it'll be easier. like a novel series. Oh, okay, yeah. So novel novel, yeah, novel novel. But I am not ready to write that novel right now, and I'm not sure if I'll write it in the future. Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, it's um, it, as we said, one play at a time. It's like asking when you're gonna have another kid when when your other kid isn't even born yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, especially uh, so so how um. Uh, how, uh, how long have you been working on this novel, by the way? I meant to ask you. I started writing in August, 2021. Oh, wow. So almost a year ago now, because we're in July. So, oh, geez. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with writer's block. 
or or not necessarily writer's block, but also like time, try to find the time. How do you find the time? How do you balance your 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 regular schedule? Okay, so you're working Dixie Lee, you're doing all this stuff. How do you balance that? And then you're also trying to write this novel and then like, you know what I mean? And then also have time for your family. How do you deal with the whole, you know, uh, balancing all, it all out? Plus you got the writer's block in there that won't let you write anything. <laughs> yeah, I find that uh, sometimes like finding inspiration can be hard, but, you know, like I have found solutions to it. Do you have like, like, like you know, just go for a walk or. Yeah, go for a walk, uh, write some stuff. Uh, Go see a play. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one there. Yeah. There's always, that's one of the best parts about entertainment in general. You could watch even like a Netflix movie and get, and get easily inspired by that. I mean, that's one of the best things about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially in today's day and age where social media, you could be writing something on your computer. This is what I do. Sometimes I'm writing on my computer. I get stuck. I'm like, shit, I don't know what else to write. Netflix is right at the bottom corner. I'm, let me just pop on Netflix for a bit and watch something and get my brain, get my like creative juices flowing in a way. So like, oh my God, yeah, like now I want to start writing. Or then I'll even have uh, a bookshelf of, of uh, play scripts. I'm like, if I'm right, oh, I don't know what to do. How do I write this next part? I'm kind of stuck, you know? Let me just grab this play that's just sitting on my shelf and just see how they write it and see how they format it and see how 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 they do their dialogue. Like it really, really helps. Are you like that? Will you read other novels or like other books like maybe similar to that genre? Or just yeah, books like in I'll, general? Yeah, like I'll read other books and sometimes I'll uh, I'll read Japanese comics. Oh yeah, because you're in a manga, right? Yeah, I like manga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a bit about manga. I mean, like, um, there, there's some people I mentioned manga to, and they're like, "What?" Like, I, I, I used to read a little bit of it in middle school, but I mean, uh, explain for some of the people who who heard or who hear this, like, manga. What's manga? Like, what's how 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 would you describe it? Well, manga is basically like Japanese comics. It's it's I think ninety nine percent is black and white, and they tell all kinds of stories. So you can read a story about Vikings. And then you can read like a story about superheroes. Or it basically has all kinds of genres. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, as I said, like, it was kind of hard to explain. I'm like, basically, it's just a book that's based on anime that's just backwards yeah. <laughs> oh like that's the best way i can describe it i'm like i don't know how else i can i can put it you know what i mean like <laughs> basically comic books but it's black and white and no superheroes that's the best way to put it that's 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 an even better way than what i described <laughs> that's really good have you thought about writing uh, one of those at some point down the line or is it uh i would like to write one maybe i will but the thing is, like manga writers, they spend, they pretty much dedicate their entire lives to creating the manga. Even just so one, it, like you know, like I hear some people who will work on movies and shit for years. I know one filmmaker. Um, uh, uh, he's he he's a YouTuber. Um, he does the angry video game nerd movies. Or, or the the, oh, the James series Rolfe? James Rolfe yeah I guess he he spent like 10 years working on that movie I I haven't seen it at all I I, I just kind of listen I listen to some of his uh his um like, like his podcasts or whatever he does and all that and he says yeah that movie took me 10 years to do and I almost killed myself trying to do it so if I were to do a, a sequel or something it would have to be even bigger or better so that's that that's that kind of also applies to like books and literature and all that people will spend years of their life you know what i mean uh even this book of yours you're like even trying to get it published it could take 10 years you know what i mean so i could spend my whole life trying to get this thing published and when when it's finally published i'm 30 i'm 40 uh you know what i mean so that's kind of the interesting or um uh, like like sort of the unpredictability uh of the whole uh creative process as a whole is that you can't really uh uh Oh, did I freeze? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, with the whole creative process, you can't really uh, um, exactly predict, okay, this is when it's going to be released and I'm going to release it this and I'm release it then. And then, you know, do it's like, no, you can't really, it, it's kind of hard to do that. You know, yeah. like, uh, so 
as for you, I mean, like, it, uh, what's what's the whole planning process like for you? You're like, it, okay, I want to ha- like, do you, do you ever set deadlines for yourself? If you're like, okay, by this day, I need to have chapter one done. By this day, I need to have chapter two done. Do you, are you, do you kind of do it that way? Or do you kind of like work at your own pace and just take your time with it? I just work my own pace because, you know, like, it kind of makes it more stressful, you know, like having to write like 300 pages in like one month or something like that. Yeah, it, it could definitely get a lot. And, you know, mentally you're like, oh, my God, I need a break. And you're like, oh, but I can't take a break because yeah. if I take a break, then I'm losing all this time that I, you know, like, like. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's a good way. I've also. I also found that my favorite novels, you know, they took like a real long time to make. What are some of your favorites? Like, well, I really like uh, the Game of Thrones book series. Mm-hmm. I also read uh, Blood Bridian by Cormac McCarthy. Have you heard of that? No, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. No. Yeah, it's a pretty messed up book. <laughs> Not for everyone. Yeah, there. That's John's uh, disclaimer warning. <laughs> uh, he also wrote uh, "No Country for Old Men." Oh yes, that that one. Yeah, everyone should know that one. Yeah, so that should give you an idea what Blood Meridian's about. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect, man. That's that's. Re- I mean, like you know, great that you have those those uh, um, um, inspirations or, or or just having those around helps motivate you you're like okay i mean hell they were in the same position i was uh, george rr R. martin was in this exact situation that i'm in right now when he was just just starting out with the game of thrones so it's really um um that's a great way to look at things that you're that that oh yeah some of the best have been put in your position and when you see their work pay off you're like okay if they can do it, I can too, you know? So it's, it, it's a really interesting how that works uh, uh, in that way. So are you working on anything else creatively or is it just like the book? Is that like all uh, your, your time devoted to like, uh, no, um, you're not uh, 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 doing any other type of, of uh, entertainment or, or any type of creative endeavors as of uh, recent days or. It's mostly the book, but sometimes, like, I I have written, like, a few of the pirate chapters. Oh, okay. And sometimes I'll draw characters of, like, books I may or may not make. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, like, you never know. Somewhere down the line, you can pick it up and say, hey, I'm going to turn this into, you know. I'm, be- I'm going to become a multimillionaire with this character. Yeah, there. Well, that's a good uh, that that's a good mindset to have. That is a really good mindset to have. People, uh, 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 that's one thing. It's hard for people nowadays to get motivated. I find, but when you you know you you set your mind to it, you're like, no, 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 no. It's not if I make it; it's when I make it. You you keep that mindset, and you're gonna go places. You know, so that's a great that's a great attitude to have. So, um, before we wrap up uh, uh, this part of the episode, uh. Is there any other details you can tell us about the book in terms of like, okay, how do you want it to be released? How, like, what do you, what do you think with that? Or is it too soon to tell? Well, part of me has been thinking about releasing it in two parts, you know, in case it's too big. I don't want my first novel to be like the size of War and Peace. Or like the Bible. (laughs) Hey, you want to buy the Bible? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. John, John, the 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 uh, John Bull or the the I'm not sure what you call it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> John's version of the Bible. Yeah, exactly. I'll just put the Bible, and then you put you you a scribble on top with like permanent marker. John's version of the Bible. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Um, so uh. Yeah, so with that down and out of the way, uh, we'll move on to our first main topic today, which is uh, we will be discussing a little bit about uh, the whole situation with uh, Bob Odenkirk and Better Call Saul and what would have happened had he not been able to finish the final season. So um, at the time of this recording, uh, we are currently waiting for the final six episodes of Better Call Saul. Uh, John, you've seen the first 
only three seasons, eh? Like a uh, 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 Better Call Saul compared to Breaking Bad, it didn't exactly uh, uh, hook you as much as Breaking Bad did, right? No, it didn't hook me quite as much. Like maybe if I were to watch it again, I'd have a greater appreciation because I'm older. And, you know, I have more life experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Breaking Bad might be a show that's hard to relate to. I mean, how can you relate to a bunch of drug dealers and and yeah. and, and scumbags? But I mean, like, hey, you know, yes, yeah, <laughs> people still will appreciate it no, uh, no matter what. Um, so, yeah, you. What's that? Sorry. Uh, do you find uh, Jimmy McGill kind of relatable? Yeah, in a, in, in a lot of ways, he is. He really is in a lot of ways. I mean, you see first three seasons, he's struggling so much. And um, but then, of course, by season four and season five. And um, uh, I mean, I guess it's not really a spoiler since you've seen Breaking Bad and you know that he does, that he eventually becomes this sleazy scumbag lawyer, Saul Goodman, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's not a spoiler to say that. But it, it is it's it's almost like devastating when you know it's coming. You're like, oh, you see him struggling. You want him to succeed but you're like, oh shit, I've seen Breaking Bad. I know how that's going to end up. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, the, he, he definitely has a lot of likable qualities. And of course, Bob Odenkirk is a huge factor in that with his amazing performance. And uh, so ha- ha- have you heard about Bob Odenkirk's uh, uh, situation that, that uh, took place on set last summer? Uh, I wasn't sure if you were aware yeah, of Yeah, I heard he got a heart attack while they were filming. Yeah, so um. It was actually, I think it was around this time last year. It was like last summer they were filming the final season and uh, it was uh, Bob Odenkirk uh, collapsed. I, I guess he had like plaque buildup in his heart. And uh, uh, one day it was, they, they weren't filming a scene. It, it was actually during the mid-season premiere that's going to be coming out uh, on uh, July 11th. That, that that was the episode they were filming when this happened. And uh, one of the pieces of plaque uh, broke off and he collapsed and I guess he uh, uh, he had no pulse. Like, like yeah. it was pretty serious. Like, they never, when it first happened, they were almost, like, downplaying it. Like, oh, he had a small heart attack, this and that. It's going to be okay. Then we find out later, no, he was actually dead for, for a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it took three, yeah. de- three defibrillators to bring him back. So normally, because I mean, I'm not I'm not a doctor or anything, but I hear um, after the first two, after they do the first two, if it doesn't work, then that's like, okay, then that's it. We can't like, there's nothing more we can do, but then they jacked it up a third time and boom, he was back. So that's, that's crazy to think like, you know what I mean? So thankful that Bob Odenkirk's okay. And that he was able to finish the final season. Um, and that now he's in good health and everything. Like that's really all we can, all we can ask for. And yeah, cause that'd be pretty terrible. Like, you know, six years of television. It's just cut sh- Mm. exactly exactly like it's really a sin and um uh so peter gould the, the co-creator of better call saul said that uh um had his heart attack have been worse he would have probably probably would have scrapped the final season and i think just hearing that is like wow like that's kind of so i guess you know really the question kind of lies in this whole discussion is like could they have scrapped the final season? Because I mean, when 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 he collapsed, they were you know like so thirteen episode final season, uh, and, and we're told it was episode eight where this happened. So you literally have six episodes left of the, of the show. Your lead actor uh, dies of a heart attack. Uh, can you really just say, okay, scrap it? We're not finishing the final season. I mean, I, I certainly get where he's coming from. I mean, like you know, the show is called Better Call Saul. You don't have Saul, then you can't don't really have a show. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, but I mean, it's one of those situations. I mean, like, there's, I mean, uh, of course, Better Call, it's called Better Call Saul. You can't do it without Saul and without Bob Odenkirk. Um, But there's so many people involved. Like, there's hundreds of hundreds of people involved on the set, like, you know, crew members and and all that who are relying on the show for their paychecks and this and that. So uh, what do you think? Is it as is it simple to say or would it be that simple to say, yeah, we're scrapping the final season or would it be like show must go on? Like, how 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 do you think like you like if you were Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan, how would you have approached that uh, situation? The show would go on. That's the best way to put it, eh? Yeah, like, they've actually developed technology. Like, have you heard of Deepfake? 
deep deep take or uh, deep fake deep fake oh yes deep fake oh yeah yeah so they could have done that where you know they take bob Oakern's face and put on someone else's and that's how they finish the series like it's not ideal but it's better than nothing no that's a great the fans deserve it they deserve the ending exactly exactly and i mean as you said, luckily he he did pull through and that and that he's gonna be okay. And and uh and uh, he's got lots of projects coming up. Pokes better call Saul. Like I'm not sure. Have you seen his movie Nobody on it, it uh I just came out last year, the new action movie he's in? Uh no, but I heard of it. Like it's basically Saul Goodman is John Wick. That's the best way to put it. It's so good. I actually bought it on uh, Blu-ray DVD at Walmart. It's it's fantastic. And uh, so apparently he's doing uh, 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 their, their, a sequels in development, whether when it's coming out, I'm not sure. But I mean, that's exciting. Even after Better Call Saul, he's still got lots of things going and he's healthy and everything. Um, but it isn't, as, I mean... Like you said, yeah, that's that that would probably be as we said, it's not ideal. I mean, you look at uh, Fast and Furious 7, uh, when Paul Walker died, they were about 80% of the way through filming, and then of course he tragically passed away. Um, yeah. and they had to use CGI and his brothers to bring to come in and and to fill in for him. And so I, I I agree with you, that would probably be really the only option, really. How could you how could you just say, OK, well, he passed away. We can just say he died off screen or something. It's like, well, no, you can't really do that because that retcons all of Breaking Bad. You know, like you say, oh, 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 what Jimmy Lalo killed Jimmy or, or uh, you know, someone killed Jimmy. It's like, oh, well, hold on. Well, Jimmy's in Breaking Bad. How can that happen? So, maybe, yeah, maybe it's part of the Breaking Bad multiverse. Yeah. Oh, Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Strange created a universe where uh, Jimmy McGill died and then. There's a universe where you live to be a sleazy lawyer. I mean, hey, that 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 could have been one way they could have went. I mean, it's 2022. Anything can happen now in cinema and entertainment in general. You know, in a world where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield can come back. <laughs> I use that example a lot on the show because it's a perfect example. That's basically my way of saying anything is possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's not ideal, but, you know, there's already so much time and effort put into it. The, the first eight, the first seven episodes of season six were phenomenal. I wouldn't have wanted to see them uh, just scrap those. I would have wanted them to definitely release those episodes, even if they don't release the ones that were coming out. Don't no, definitely uh, uh, release the ones you filmed. But you're right. I think the best option would be CGI. Get let's say I don't know, like um, get Kevin Costner. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's the whole thing in Better Call Saul. You remember that one, eh? Yeah, I, I was Kevin Costner last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go, and the and the eyebrows going. Um, and he mentioned, and that's funny that he mentions that in Breaking Bad too. He says, "Walt, oh, if you believe, you know, uh, if you believe in it, it can work." You see, I once told this woman I was Kevin Costner, and uh, and it worked because I believed it. And then, of course, they come back to that and break it into Better Call Saul. I'm like, that's that's genius writing there. You are not Kevin Costner. Just like that. I was last night. <laughs> oh, it's a cl- oh, it's so good. That's so good. And he and he delivers that. So, so great. Um, Bob Odenkirk's last the man. <laughs> oh, so. So, yeah. So basically how the. Our opinions on that is, yeah, that that would be really the only, well, maybe not the only choice. I guess the the other choice, they really could have just scrapped it. But how could you do that? I mean, you know what I mean? It's really, there's, it's a tricky situation. They they probably already spent millions of dollars. So it's like, that's my in the Exactly. Exactly. I mean money money that's 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 the big thing now i mean you know uh uh movie studios tv studios are finding ways to just keep in uh uh uh, you know and not lose money and uh, that's going to bleed into our next topic coming up there soon with the whole ezra miller thing um so so yeah basically our thoughts is if Bob Bodenkirk wasn't able to finish Better Call Saul, I think that, or like, well, me and John think John actually brought it up first. So I'll give John the credit for that. So, so thank you, John. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, that would have been the best way is to just use CGI and just finish it as best you can. Bob's family would have wanted it, you know, this and that. Uh, but luckily, this was all just what if, a what if. This was a big what if yes. scenario. Luckily, Bob survived. He pulled through. Thank God. Um, it's just crazy when you go back and hear all these interviews about his heart attack and how uh, uh like the cat, like the, the, the Peter Gould said, what are we going to do? Like, we can't push him to her now after, after this situation. Um, and so luckily he's okay. He's pushing through. He got through the final season. He filmed it. See series finales coming out in August. We're su super pumped for it. And he's going to be around for it. Um, so yeah, finish it best you can, but scrapping it wouldn't really be an option. Really? I mean, yeah that's that's really the only way around it so any final thoughts on that topic or um i'm pretty sure like bob odenkirk like if he passed away like he would have wanted them to continue mm. absolutely absolutely and uh i mean uh it's it would be it would be better to do do it with a uh, cgi bob odenkirk as opposed to no Bob Odenkirk at all. You know what I mean? You just kind of, bo bo both are not ideal, but you just take what you can get kind of thing, you know? The show must go on. Exactly. I'm gonna, John, John, you'll have that on your tombstone. The show must go on. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely le leave your thoughts on social media with that, guys. Uh, do you think uh, what would have happened had Bob Odenkirk not been able to finish Better Call Saul? Uh, are you looking for? Uh, uh, have you seen Nobody? Give your thoughts on Nobody. I think that's an amazing movie. Definitely check it out if you get the chance to. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything yet. I just watched it on uh, Blu-ray. And um, so, yeah, so speaking of uh, studios losing money and that whole situation, uh, we will move on to our uh, second and final main topic, which is uh, news from Warner Brothers. Um, I mean, I've been talking about this on the podcast for the last, like, five episodes. Uh, well, not uh, consistently, like, uh, consistently, but it's been a heavy topic for the last few episodes about uh, this whole Ezra Miller situation. I'm not even going to bother recapping it because I've recapped it every single episode. But uh, real quick, uh, uh, what's your opinion on Ezra Miller in this whole uh, fiasco? Uh, fiascos, I should say, plural. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not, I, I know like the basics, but from what I can tell, like what he did was pretty bad. So, I mean, what would you do if you were the studio? I mean, obviously we hear Warner Bros. Now they're just going to push through with the release, which is, which is smart financially because the movie's already shot. Yeah. It's in the can. It's not like with the, with, with the Johnny Depp thing where, uh, they, they fired him from, from the Fantastic Beast movie about two weeks into filming. This movie's already done. It's in the can. It's just a matter of how do we release it without having to face what's going on with Ezra Miller? Like, what would you do if you were with the studio? Well, I'm I'm guessing like was hundred was the film completed hundred percent or it was like I think because they're still in post production right now, uh, but like in terms of filming and everything, it's all done. They're just doing like visual effects and the whole post production process, which could take a while. I mean, hell, it's we're in July now. The movie's not coming out till June twenty twenty three, so uh, post productions oh. post production is taking a whole year. So they got <laughs> they got a whole year now if they want to uh, recast Ezra or use some deep fake on him to replace him with with uh, with with someone else. Now's their chance. Okay, so this is not smart financially, but I would just refilm the entire film with uh, Grant Gustin, uh, The Flash on the CW. I think that would be better. The entire movie, like just scrap yeah, the whole why thing. Not? I mean, you're. I mean, you're right in saying that it's not smart financially, and I think. Nope. Uh, I mean, that's one option, I guess you could say. But for me, uh. If it if the Ezra Miller thing happened while they were let's say like they finished the first two scenes of the movie like they were barely through it let's say they were ten percent through 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 uh, the filming process and this whole thing with Ezra Miller started happening I just say yeah cut him Grant Gustin come on in where are you just cut, uh, get a hold of him do whatever you got to do get him in here and 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 uh, take his place put on the costume don't ask questions just do it <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but like with this situation, the movie's done. The post-production's already there. You you have Michael Keaton back as Batman. You have Ben Affleck as coming back as Batman. Uh, you can't 
I mean, not saying you can't, but I mean, you're going to lose millions of dollars if you scrap the movie. And then it's going to also going to be a big almost F you to the people who worked on the movie who aren't Ezra Miller, who have to suffer because of what he did in yeah. Hawaii, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of different angles to it. So I think it's smart what they're doing is that they're just going to just push through, just get through the release. They're like, okay, if, if the movie doesn't make as much money as we wanted it to, so be it. Get it out there. Let's just let's just release this movie and then wash our hands free of Ezra Miller. We don't got to go near him again. Let's just we'll we'll, we'll pretend we never we, we don't know who he is. People talk ask ask us about the movie down the line. They can just say I don't know who the hell this guy is. Just you know. Um, so is that your first option to replace him, like uh, 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 Grant Gustin? If if they had to refilm it, is that who you would uh, suggest? Well, of course. Like he's already. He's already played the Flash before, and I remember watching him on the uh, on the TV show back in grade eights. And uh, and and what's the show? I, I actually never watched the Flash. I I never did. I mean, I've liked the character with these uh, uh, a DC and everything. I've just I've never watched that show. It's hard for me to keep track with with, with all those shows because there's so many, and I don't have a lot. I don't have much time. So uh, what's what's your opinion on the Flash TV show? Because I'm actually really curious. Maybe one of these days I'll check it out. Well, I think it's a case of. I outgrew it because, you know, when I watched it, it was like, well, this is a really cool show. But then I watched uh, Daredevil. Which? Have you seen Daredevil? No. Oh, yes. I've seen the first season of, of Daredevil. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this is so much better. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, well, I mean, I can't say too much there because I haven't seen Flash, so I can't really compare the two. So it's kind of hard to say. Um, I mean, hey, um, Matt Murdock came back in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So. Oh. You know? Oh, you didn't see No Way Home? Uh, no, I didn't see No Way Home. Oh shit! Did I spoil? I already knew about it. Okay, I said, "Oh my god!" I said, "I just assumed that you saw." <laughs> <laughs> cut! Cut! No! <laughs> cut! Oh, I'm never showing up ever again. Ah uh, shit! <laughs> so yeah, what I said earlier about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back, deep down, you're like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you after this show is over." oh oh good thing we're friends (laughs) i I can never show up in dixie lee again john will have my head um yeah i'm (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go on joe rogan's podcast and i'm gonna be like yeah my yeah this corcoran guy he's spoiled spider-man and he's a not good person and then I get an expose on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, I mean, like, you know, Matt Murdock uh, uh, came back. Or, geez, Matt Murdock. Oh. Why am I calling Matt Murdock? That's car- Charlie Cox is the actor. Gee, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm getting the, the character in the actor mix up. Charlie Cox came back for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home as Matt Murdock. Uh, so I definitely think it's possible, you know, once this Flash movie's done, scrap it, pretend it never happened, and then replace him continue it with grant gustin it's definitely a possibility i mean um but definitely one thing's for sure is that ezra miller is never going to work in this industry again like (laughs) it's 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 really sad it's it's sad because i mean i do like him a lot as an actor and as the flash i do like him a lot but good lord man like how could anybody want to work with this guy again? Now, granted, I mean, there are lots of people in this, in, in Hollywood who have made quite the serious comeback, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Wahlberg, uh, uh, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Josh Brolin who plays uh, Thanos. He, he made a good comeback. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean like there, 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 there's, there's, um, there's a hope for everyone. There's good in everybody. But I think Ezra is going to have a lot more to do than to just go and say, "Hey guys, I'm sorry for what I did." I'm like, "No, ho, ho, dude, you got it. You're like, you're not, you're not done yet." Uh, <laughs> so when you watch, I mean, like, are uh, do you plan on seeing the Flash when it comes out next year? Or? Uh, probably not. Like, I still remember. I think they were trying to make a Flash movie when I was in grade eight, but you know, like, it kept getting delayed, and it's like, uh, it's probably not going to be good. If, I just keep know, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. You're like, you know. Yeah, because Flash number three should be out by now, but they haven't even made Flash number one. Yeah, that's like friggin' uh, uh, Avatar. Avatar 2 
which which is coming out this year. But they've been saying it was going to come out. Geez, I still remember I was in like like middle school when they said it was first coming out this year, and now I'm freaking 23 and I've been graduated five years and it's still not out. So that that's one of those uh, I'll believe it when I see it kind of situations. Um, so let's just say you were going to watch The Flash. Um, how would knowing about what Ezra Miller did, how would that affect your viewing of it? Would you, would you be uncomfortable watching it knowing that this fucking asshole is, is, is playing the main character, the guy who we're supposed to be rooting for and sympathize with? Like, how do you, how, how would it affect your, your viewing experience of the movie as a whole, knowing who's behind the mask or the helmet, whatever you want to call it. I, I try not to let it affect me too much because, you know, it's like, you know, I pretend like he's another person, which he is, you know, he's playing another person kind of like, you know, when you and the other actors are playing someone else, like, I forget that you're Frankie Corcoran. Yeah, I think you're just like uh, Eugene Jerome. What? What do you mean? Oh, my God. I'll go through uh, puberty. That makes sense, though. <laughs> yeah no well that, well that is a good way to put it like movies you can just shut your brain off and enjoy it for what it is um but then there's some people who are not gonna or they're just gonna look at oh there's a dude who said who who said he was gonna burn that guy's slut wife or that's a guy who threw a chair at a woman or like you know what i mean oh. and that's the guy who who uh who ran off with some middle uh underage girl and this and that like you know it's uh there's going to be lots of people, well, especially in today's day and age where, where, where people are so sensitive to everything too, that uh, it's not going to be easy to, to, um, to get past. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, just wrapping up this topic and wrapping up the show as a whole, how are you going to describe um, uh, how, how, how would you, how would you um, uh, 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 describe Ezra's future in Hollywood following all of this like if you had to describe it how would you well he's definitely gonna have to make a big change if he wants to act again yep that's one that that's for sure man i mean like hey you can't but one thing for sure is that the studio should have done something about it a long time ago like a long time ago like to me it seemed like they were almost like enabling him and there's and um because warner bros and 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 the studios it, they're like okay this guy is the lead in our movie we can't talk about this or else it's just gonna gonna negative uh, negative negatively impact the movie um where if they said so that immediately like you know as soon as the first incident happened you need to like do do you, you like you need to stop you need to stop put him in a in a straight jacket and just put him in a corner somewhere um like if they had done that to start, maybe not put them in a straight jacket, but hell, may, they, they probably should have. Then maybe none of this would have happened because in a way they were almost enabling him like, oh, it's OK. We won't talk about this. Just go ahead and do your business and we'll just keep hush about it. You know, like that's, you know. Well, it might be a case of, you know, when he first auditioned for The Flash, like he was a pretty chill guy and they had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, no, n- no, and that's exactly. Like, it would be like you know, like you're a pretty cool guy, but let's say, uh, I don't know, you went to drinking and then got in a fight with like three cops. I like what? That that happened last night. Knocking. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, no, like um, but no, you're right though. You're right, and I, I mean um. Definitely like not, not, not doing something about it. It's almost uh, like a spoiled child who, when they, when, 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 when they do something bad, the, uh, the parents, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just forget about it. Just forget about it. Almost enabling him. And that's what they're doing with Ezra Miller, except this is not exactly an apples to apples comparison. Cause I don't think the kids at, 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 you know, three years old are going to be walking around saying to someone, I'm going to burn your slut wife or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. You know? So um, <laughs> yeah, that actually is what he did. Cause yeah, you said you uh, all, all you knew was that he went crazy. Yeah. Apparently he, he stayed the night with some couple and he, um, and he said to the guy, he said, uh, if you, blah, 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 I'm going to kill you and burn your slut wife, uh, and all this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so, uh, he, the dude needs help. 
That's for sure. The dude yeah. needs help. And, and uh, you know, I just hope he gets the help he gets. But I mean, let's just say his future in Hollywood is looking kind of bleak right now. But uh, definitely be sure to let us know your thoughts on social media, guys. Uh, Warner Bros. is pushing through the release of The Flash. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Are you still going to see The Flash? Are you not going to see The Flash? Let us know on social media your thoughts. And I think that we're going to wrap it up uh, there for the show. I want to thank my guest, uh, John uh, Kingston, uh, you know, uh, um, aspiring writer, future uh, Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, so, uh, John, where, where, where can people see you? Where can people find you around in on? on the river uh you can find me well i don't really leave the house too much uh so you'll just have to like i don't know be at the grocery store be like is that john kingston yep that's the best way to do it that's the best way to do it yeah uh uh john you will... can always message me. oh you can always message me on facebook if you you really want to talk to me yeah, there you go. That's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it, guys. So, uh, or or call in a, a phone order at uh, Dixie Lee, or stop into Dixie Lee and see him. He'd be happy to serve you. Um, so oh. that's a plug for you. <laughs> oh, one quick thing. Uh, one time, like a uh, person got like uh, six barrels or something like that. Mm. So I think that's uh, 120 pieces of chicken, and that's cost like 390 bucks. Ooh, and that could be yours if you come see John. Yeah, maybe if I'm in a good mood, I'll give you a, an extra piece of chicken. Probably not. Oh, uh, well, hey, I mean, uh, you know, we definitely won't do false advertising. <laughs> Once you say it, that's how it's advertised, and you got to give the people what the people want. <laughs> I, I soon. Yeah, no, Zane, you're not watching this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see. I'm, I'm someone totally different. Uh, Disguise as your brother. Disguise as your brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ron Kingston, actually. Ron Kingston. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Tyler. Shout out to you, Tyler. Hope you're watching this. Um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that'll do it for the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in the show. I want to thank my guest, John Kingston. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, definitely stay tuned for next week, guys. Check us out, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and, uh, follow us on social media and, um, stop by Dixie Lee in Newcastle for your free chicken and to come see knocking. I didn't say free chicken. <laughs> well, you didn't No. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, um, I'm going to boost your sales up by boom, by a hundred, by, by, by a hundred percent just by saying that um don't 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 yell at me zane um <laughs> uh so yep so um that's it for the show today guys take it easy and uh well um have a good day stay hydrated you know the whole bit because it's hot out so see you guys see you frankie